Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey, everyone. Did you know Neurodiverging now offers a free support group for autistic parents, monthly free live classes on neurodivergence-related topics, and a coaching corner twice a month on Instagram? Learn more and sign up for all of our learning opportunities at neurodiverging.com slash upcoming events. Every day, scientists are learning more and more about how human brains work and how many of us don't fit into the old-fashioned understanding of how brains should work. But a lot of ideas about parenting and familial relationships still need to catch up to the reality of human variation. Neurological differences are natural, profoundly valuable parts of being in a community together and in being part of a family. Whoever you are, wherever you are in your journey, I am here to explore with you. We are all in this together. Welcome to Neurodiverging. to Neurodiverging. I'm Danielle and I'm your host. My guest today is someone a little different. I'm talking to Ana East Lucia, who is an ADHDer who also works as an actor, a director, a filmmaker, a stand-up comedian, a YouTube content creator, and a host. And she's a host and producer of three podcasts. She is a busy person. We are discussing how she got her start in the entertainment industry and how her ADHD traits affect her work and approach to what she does. And she has has some really unique tips for actually finishing some of the 10,000 different projects that you uh, fellow ADHDers have going on right now. So we had some a really good conversation and she has some really interesting things to say. So I hope you will enjoy this episode of Neurodiverging. Hi, Anna East. Welcome to the Neurodiverging podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to have you here. Thanks for being here. Would you be willing to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, like my name is Anais. I'm originally from a really small border town. I am an actress, host, stand-up comedian, <laughs> YouTube content creator, um, and I do a bunch of other things too. I have many hobbies, uh, and I um, have ADHD. I've been diagnosed with ADHD. Uh, anxiety, depression, <laughs> so lots of things. 
I'm looking forward to talking about uh, ADHD with you. So, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, I was noticing when I was like looking you up. You have done so many things. Like you said, you're an actress and a comedian and a host, and you have like three podcasts. Is that right? I know you've done. You have a wide variety of things you're doing. Yeah. So, how did you get into the entertainment industry originally, and like start doing all this cool stuff? Uh, well, originally started you know just when I was really little like four <laughs> I just I knew I wanted to be in movies that's like what I thought I would you know watch movies and I'm like I want to do that that looks fun I want to I want to be in movies that's how I thought of it when I was a kid and I was I felt kind of weird because you know I grew up in a small town where there's like no entertainment industry um you know it's a border town um and when in, I remember in preschool when we would play like you know, that game where you would just kind of pretend you were, you know, adults and one kid would be like, I'm a police officer. And the other one's like, I'm a doctor. And I'm like, I'm an actor. And the kids were like, what? Like, <laughs> that's not really useful for society. Like we're doing useful things and you're like, I'll be an actor. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is weird. Like this is not, <laughs> no one else wants to do this. Um, but yeah, I, I, I knew I wanted to do it. And then in first grade, they asked us like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote, I want to be a movie star and a TV star. And I want to make people laugh. That's the exact thing I wrote. And I kept it like I have it framed because I just thought it, I found it later when I was in college, that assignment. And I thought it was really interesting because I was like, that's still kind of what I want to do. And I still like, I like to make people laugh. So I thought it was really cool that at like six or seven, I, I wrote that. Um, so yeah, I always wanted to do it, but because I was in, you know, like I said, in a small town, my parents weren't, you know, they didn't have any connections or anything. And I thought, oh, well, you know, how am I going to get into this industry if I'm in this small town? I don't have connections. So I just around middle school, I started just making my own. I was like, I'm going to give myself work because there's no work here. So I'm going to give myself work. So I just started making my own movies uh, with the first my first camera was like this really cheap black and white camera. It was called Tyco Video Cam. You had to have it hooked up to your VCR because it would record <laughs> directly onto the VHS tape. And so, yeah, I started making my own movies. I had my uh, siblings, my neighbors in it. And then I started getting into directing because I would direct them and everything. And I was like, oh, I like directing too. Um, so yeah, I direct as well. I forgot that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so I I just, you know, kept doing a lot of video projects um, in middle school. Then in high school, I would uh, kind of find any opportunity I could to just make video projects and act and everything. So yeah, in elementary, in an elementary school, like we did school plays and I always enjoyed them. And then in high school, I would ask the teacher when they would give us assignments, I'd be like, can I, instead of writing it, I'd be like, can I do it in video form? And they're like, sure. That's so cool. Yeah. Most of the time they told me, yeah, because I think, you know, it's like, it's something different. I was the only one doing it that way. And it was cool because, you know, I enjoyed it and I would always get an A. <laughs> Because like, cause I, I would do a good job and they're like, wow, you should do this for a living. I'm like, thank you. I do want to do it for a living. Um, and yeah, I did my senior project. I did like a 10 minute long uh, video and I made it funny because I just, I that's just my natural inclination. I like making things funny. And then I went to film school. Uh, I went to a university, uh, but then I didn't really like their film program. So I took a break, moved to San Diego because um, I'm originally from Arizona, so I moved to San Diego for a bit. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to finish finish film school. Uh, and then I went back and I got my uh, associate's degree in film. And 
after that, I was like, well, I want to go to LA because that's where you go for work. And mm -hmm. I got an internship. Um, uh, yeah, I got a paid internship for like this company I really wanted to work for. And it was great. And then I started getting into like background acting and taking classes over there, just hosting acting classes. And um, yeah, just started kind of like filming, you know, short films and just because I, you know, I like directing and acting, but sometimes like I'm in the mood to direct. Sometimes I'm in yeah. the mood to just act. Sometimes I'll do both. Um, so, but lately it's more, I'm leaning towards the acting. Like I want to act. I love acting. I want to just keep doing it more. And I did my first feature film. Um, it came out last year. It's been in a few film festivals. Well, not a few, but quite a, a lot, <laughs> actually. Um, it's called The Family Tree. Uh, I actually won an award for it for best supporting actors in a feature. So that was cool. Congratulations. Um, That's awesome. Film Festival in 2020. Thank you. I felt vindicated. I was like, oh, because my small town, um, you know, for someone who has like Hollywood dreams, it's like people tell you it's impossible. They're like, you're never going to make it. Like, you don't know anyone you're from a small town. People are not supportive. Like, my family wasn't supportive. My town wasn't supportive. Like, I just had to just I was all alone pretty much in this dream so I kind of felt like oh, vindication I won an award <laughs> so I mean if you want to check it out um you can but I'm just it's a just a warning it's not for kids um so I don't really go around <laughs> advertising it because it's not really it's an adult film not adult as in like that kind of adult film but it's yeah it's adult themes yeah yes adult themes there we go yeah so uh yeah so now i'm uh i have never done a commercial so that's something new i'm trying to book is a commercial because i've done uh, short films and things like and well my first feature but i am trying and setting my sights i have a new goal this year is i, I want to try to book my first commercial so hopefully that happens yeah so cool. I love that you had this idea when you were so young and you just carried it through because I feel like that's not a story that you hear a lot like that. Yeah. You know, I think when I was six, I wanted to be like a baker or something, which is great. You know, I like cake, but like to carry such a like huge dream all the way through and work so hard towards it. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's why like I, I and you know, I know people are different. Like I would meet people in college and they're like, I still don't know what I want to do. I'm like, I knew since I was like four. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, how do you not know but people just have different paths like my younger sister she was like that too she would like switch like oh now I want to do this now I want to do that but now she got her degree she's more focused but growing up she would like switch a lot so it just yeah, yeah it just depends that's so great yeah it, I mean we need we need all those kinds but it it's I think most of my family are kind of the and me too I like paddle around I try different things I before I commit so it takes a long time for me to do that so I'm always it's a, always so exciting to hear about people who've just known from the beginning and have just gone straight for it like it's so inspiring and cool. but because so. of my the, you know ADHD there are, there are other things a lot of other things I did oh like yes. branches on the side mm -hmm. that I did so I didn't mention those because the story would be too long but that was my main goal <laughs> you know is like acting but yeah I feel like I've I kind of feel like I've lived many lives just because mm -hmm. I've had many different jobs, pretty much any job you can think of I've had, I've had over 30 jobs. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I also, like I said, I, I like hosting. I, mm -hmm. I like, you know, I do stand up comedy as well, creating content for YouTube. So just always, 
always creating, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I really, and I think the arts is so important and getting diverse voices in the arts is so important. And I just, I also think that ADHD, this is my opinion, you should tell me as a person with ADHD, if this is correct or not. But um, I think that ADHD and that willingness to try new things and get and try new experiences and get that kind of like endorphin rush of trying new things could bring so much into any kind of creative project just because get having those experiences must be help you to build you know build characters build experience and bring that to your you know when you're writing a skit for YouTube or when you're doing any kind of creative mm -hmm. endeavor yeah that yeah. it does help and uh, especially like as an actor uh, with all the different jobs I've had it's like oh have you ever worked at a retail store I'm like yes have you ever worked as a waitress <laughs> yes like, so it kind of helps me <laughs> with acting too because you have to kind of have all these skills yeah so in a way it's like like acting is kind of it's kind of good for someone with ADHD like we kind of have a reason to have all these different hobbies because it'll yeah. help us in the in the with acting so well that's so cool do you think that overall ADHD helps you out with all of your jobs more than hurts you? Or do you, like, I know that's kind of a weird question because it's kind of part of you, but do you find that your ADHD, ADHD traits tend to kind of support you in what you're trying to do or do they get in the way more or both? Uh, okay. So in the, I think in the creativity aspect, I think it definitely, it helps. Um, but when it comes to actually completing things and getting things done it gets in the way <laughs> um so that's kind of for me one of the hardest things uh just just kind of come to terms with because that's one of the reasons like I I have you know gotten depressed is because uh, in case you know for those listening I'm 35 <laughs> so <laughs> uh you know ideally I would have wanted to be further along in my career uh and I know a lot of people like once you know they get up there they kind of have that regret of like oh I wish I would have been some but you know it's like we can't really you know that's reality but it's it is hard for me to deal with sometimes but and I know it's because you know the ADHD didn't help uh, <laughs> just because I I I'm very good at starting things but completing them has been very hard so I feel if I you know would have been more educated about ADHD if I would have gotten diagnosed younger if I would have just been more knowledgeable and I just developed strategies like I probably would have been further along because I but I've learned a lot of these things just only recently in my 30s yeah. um so I mean it's better to learn them than like now than never but you know I do think like oh if only I would have known this like 10 years ago it would have helped yeah. me so much uh to just manage things better and just kind of be able to just complete things uh so that's kind of been the hardest thing for me uh so yeah with creativity I think it's awesome <laughs> like I think yeah. it's, it's, I that's why I'm happy like I'm happy when it comes to being creative I have no problem being creative I'm like ADHD is awesome I love it but then when that comes to getting things done I'm like oh I hate it I hate this so. <laughs> yeah this episode is brought to you by Shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Step into the world of power 
loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I, you know, I was, I'm autistic and I was also diagnosed as an adult and I have some of the same feelings. Like I got where I am and I'm really proud of that, but gosh, if I had understood, (laughs) you know, the autistic traits and what they were and what they meant a little earlier in my life, uh, that would have been really, I'm also 35. It would have been really helpful, like just to, to get through 30 years or so without, you know, having any idea of why things didn't work the way I wanted them to go sometimes. And yeah, it could be really hard. So, and you, um, you said you self-diagnosed as ADHD before you got an official diagnosis. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I, I didn't feel right just telling people I have ADHD without like being diagnosed officially. Mm-hmm. So I, I just had that suspicion, like I would read about it and I was like, Hmm, I think I like, and then I just kind of read more about about it and especially uh, symptoms in like like girls, women. And then I was like, wow, I can relate a lot to this. It's like describing me as a kid, describing me now, describing my whole life, basically. Yeah. I was like, I think I do have it. So <laughs> uh, then I, I got diagnosed as part of a study. Um, oh, they, cool. And they actually gave me, they did tests on me with like you know, the brain thing and they gave me a, like an actual thing saying, you know, my diagnosis. But of course, not surprising, I lost it just like I lose a lot of things. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I have it somewhere. I just don't know. <laughs> but uh, I just, I remember when I found out I cried. Like I didn't yeah, cry yeah. at that moment, but when I got home, I cried. And I was like, why am I crying? I think just because. I felt like, oh my gosh, like like a lot of the things that I felt bad about that I was doing, like it just makes sense now why I did it. It doesn't mean I'm like lazy or or just like not motivated enough or too, I don't know, because people would make me feel bad about things sometimes like, oh, I, you can't stay at a job for so long mm-hmm. or you, you're too scatterbrained and things like that. Yeah. And, I, and now I'm just like, I, I just felt like, yeah, kind of like seen like oh or, oh my god yeah. someone like I, I have an explanation for why I did mm-hmm. these things and I just wished yeah I would have known sooner but I I definitely yeah I cried I had a little oh, it's purging of emotions yeah. <laughs> the external validation can be so validating just because I just said validation twice but it is that feeling that you you know as a kind of adjacent experience of being autistic is you feel judged all the time for stuff that you feel like you're trying really hard and people Mm -hmm. just don't believe that you're trying. (laughs) You just have to try harder. And then when you get that kind of external, somebody else sees this, somebody else knows it. It can be, I can understand. (laughs) Oh, you just need to focus and things like that. It's like, it's not easy. I'm not like you. (laughs) So, Yeah. I was going to see if we could talk about how you sort of manage your ADHD treats, because like we said before, you have so many things happening, you're doing so much. Um, and I have enough trouble just managing this one podcast and you have just so many cool things going on. Do you have specific ways of keeping tabs on so many things or tips for others who are organizing a lot or trying to keep 
keep up with a lot yeah i do these you know these are just things that work for me so uh people who are like really organized probably are gonna hate this <laughs> most of them uh, are not listening to this podcast oh, okay that's my, true. my suspicion <laughs> So first of all, I'm a visual person. I have to see things. Like if I have to do something, I have to like put up a visual, like a a sticky note or something because I will forget. Like writing it down on the calendar on my phone does nothing for me. Like I have to see it. So I have a lot of things on my walls. Um, It's just like covered uh, with, you know, lists of things I need to do, my goals. And even on the bathroom mirror, I have just yeah so everything I have to see in terms of like calendar like planners I don't have like a regular I tried with like the regular planners I it just didn't work for me I just didn't open it I would write it and then because I I would I just put it away like I have to have it up so I have um I started just like drying out my own calendars it's kind of hard to Mm -hmm. do it on like to kind of talk about it or like on an audio podcast but yeah I would just dry it out and like have things really big and like blocks and um so that way I could just see it and I I would always have it out like sprawled out on my desk and I know like some people be like put it away and I'm like I'm gonna forget it has to be out all the time (laughs) so I literally have my calendar open all the time just there so I can look at it um so yeah so I can't I I can't put a lot of things away (laughs) because uh when it comes to things I need to do because I will forget so that's one thing and then in terms of my podcast because yeah I have um you know different podcasts and then I have YouTube channels for like all of them too so it's just a lot like the managing the episodes and the podcast episodes um the video yeah videos and audio um so I have like I have a paper and I have columns. So, so one column for each podcast. And then I write down there with like a marker. I have colors too. I need colors. It has to be interesting or else it's not going to catch my attention. So I have colors on there. Um, and then just like the order of what needs to go up there, you know, what videos and things like that, because I come up with a lot of ideas really fast and I have to write them down or else I'm going to forget. So I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I need to write down so I can see it. Uh, so that's one thing I do. And then in terms of like, this I learned it just maybe a few months ago and I wish I would have known this since childhood it would have been super helpful well I mean I didn't know I had ADHD when I was a kid but okay so instead of uh you know because we procrastinate a lot I tend to do things at the last minute I still get them done but it's always last minute (laughs) and I hated in you know growing up when they would give us a month for an assignment because I'm like yeah, I'm not going to do it. Like, it was always <laughs> the up till 3 a.m. before. The night before. Yeah, yeah, 3 a.m. Be all like, like sleep deprived, but turn it in and I get an A. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I do it, but I just did. And so instead of like, because, you know, now like, yeah, I, you know, I, I do all these episodes and videos and things like that. So instead of like planning too far ahead, I try to kind of schedule it a little bit closer because somebody was like, okay, if you, they told me like, if you, know you procrastinate just kind of plan your procrastination in a way instead Mm -hmm. of like like if you want a podcast out on Saturday instead of trying to you know do it like a month before and then you're going to procrastinate anyway just schedule it for the day or two before and that way instead of like stressing out about it like for a month or weeks or whatever just you can do your other stuff there so now I kind of do that I do a lot of things like (laughs) like last minute because like right now I'm barely kind of catching up on some old podcast episodes I felt bad because I had interviewed these people for my podcast and it like 
they're like so when's it gonna be up and it's like three months later I'm like, uh, sorry it's gonna be up soon so i have one more podcast like one more old interview um that's my last one and i'm just gonna feel so proud of myself like finally all my old old ones are gonna be up um but after that now like i don't schedule anyone until i know like i i have I, i'm caught up on my other mm-hmm. ones uh, so that's the other thing too, because I come up with ideas really fast, and I'm I like, like when I come up with something, I want to do it right away. But yeah. then I'm like, no, calm down, like because, and then that's why I get so bogged down with things because I'll just do it, and then I'm like, oh shoot, I have to like edit, you know, a bunch of things and stuff like that. I have to complete them. So now I kind of see a new project as a reward. So I tell myself like. Like if I'm working on something and I'm like, oh, I want to do this thing new, this thing now, this new idea. And I tell myself, okay, you can't do the new idea until you finish this one. So I kind of see the new one as my reward. So that has helped me. That is such so, a good idea. And it, I haven't yeah. heard anyone ever say it. it's like a unique idea, but I, I could see how it would work. Yeah. It's really cool. And, uh, but I always write it down because I'm like, I'm going to forget. <laughs> so write it down and then finish what you're doing. Um, and and then you can see your new project as your new reward. And then I take a lot of breaks. Like, I think the max I can work straight is maybe 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Cause then I'm like, okay, I'm getting bored. So I'll, I'll uh, give myself breaks, I'll, but fun breaks. So I'll maybe dance. I love dancing. So I'll play a fun song on Spotify <laughs> and have a little dance party. Um, or maybe I'll just walk my dog or sing. I like doing karaoke. So I might sing a few songs <laughs> uh, just because. I need that break and it kind of gets me a refresh to like go back to work because if I just keep like forcing myself you know because that's what everyone else does and that's like what makes a good worker or whatever or a good person that's kind of what most people think like you Mm -hmm. have to just uh, push through and it's like no like my brain is fried I'm sorry (laughs) like I need a little break and then I'll feel refreshed to like come back so I you know you just have to know how you work and what works for you and do that because some you know some other people might think that's crazy and that's they can focus for a longer time but yeah like I I don't like that they make us kind of especially with work and stuff like I can't I've done cubicle jobs and I couldn't do it it's like Mm -hmm. I need to move around I need to like get up and like just take breaks and it makes me want to cry when they're like, just stay there and work like for an hour straight. (laughs) I can't. So those are a couple of tips. Hopefully those help. I think those are really helpful. I, like you said, everybody's different and it's so hard to figure out what works for you if you don't even know what to try. Cause the traditional advice, like you said, just doesn't usually, it doesn't usually work for us. So having somebody who's, I know you haven't got it all together, but somebody who has systems that mostly work is just, Mm -hmm. I think it really helps people to hear. So especially parents who are trying to figure out stuff for their kids, like if they're neurotypical and they just like the traditional advice works for them, then they might not know what to suggest. Yeah. Anyway, it just really helps parents to hear from an adult ADHD Mm. or like what might work for their kids so that they know what to try. So it's really helpful. Yeah. So encourage your, like, if your kid wants to take a break, please let them take a break. It's going to (laughs) help them. Don't force them. Like for me, I wanted to cry. So like, I don't I didn't throw tantrums my tantrum was just crying quietly mm-hmm. but I still cried so you know just don't feel bad if you know your kid wants to take a break it's maybe they're that's how they learn better yeah we're big break fans in my house for sure <laughs> yeah. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then to switch gears a little bit, I was listening to your YouTube channel and I'm sorry, I can't remember which YouTube channel now, but you had several videos and a lot, a lot of content on how you identify as an introvert and how, um, how introverts are different than extroverts and how they need different things. And I thought that was really interesting because even though obviously ADHD people span all different types, I think there's a stereotype that if you're ADHD, you're loud and you're excited and you're like bouncing off the walls and, you know, you can be an introvert and do that too. But I think that people might come across that and feel like it's, um, Mm -hmm. they don't go together well, like that, you know, and um, oil, oil and water, I guess is what I'm going at. And so I just thought it was really cool how kind of outspoken you are about that. And I was wondering if you bump into people like when you go to the, you're in the entertainment industry, you probably work with a lot of ex, extroverts would be my guess. I don't know if that's true. You should tell me. Um, are people surprised to hear, oh, here's an ADHD who's also like pretty introverted and needs that downtime and that space? Like what's the reaction to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the reaction is more from people who like aren't in the industry mm-hmm. uh they like first of all they just they think like if you're an introvert you can't be on camera and like introverts can be shy but it's not the same thing like yeah. um there are introverts who aren't shy like who've worked through their shyness so it's not introvert does not equal shy um because, but I, like it's not also it's something you work on like before i I wanted to act, but I still was very nervous on camera. My first times, like I would get so red and (laughs) I had to work through it. So I Mm -hmm. tell people like I have a whole video on, on my, uh, on my channel talking about just my whole journey on, you know, shyness and things like that. I'm still a a shy person. I still consider myself shy, but it's, I'm definitely improved because when I was younger, I was pretty much a mute. Like I rarely talked. Uh, I just would only speak. I would speak only when spoken to really and only to like, you know, my close friends that I was comfortable with. And when I spoke, I spoke really like low, like, like, like almost whispering. Like I was just really just quiet. And, um, and you know, my report cards when in elementary school, they all said the same thing, like really smart, but quiet, really smart, but quiet. <laughs> so I'm like, well, at least I'm smart. So that's good. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, okay. So I just want to share this quote from this article, um, just for those who don't know that much about like women and ADHD, but, um, Sari Solden, she's a therapist and author of women and attention, definite attention deficit disorder. She said women with the disorder tend to be less hyperactive and impulsive, mm-hmm. more disorganized. Yes. That's me scattered. Yes. <laughs> forgetful and introverted. Yeah. They've alternately been anxious or depressed for years. That's true for me as well. Um, so there you go. There you go. Oh, it's actually from Dr. Ellen Littman. Sorry, I quoted the wrong person, but she's the author of Understanding Girls with ADHD. So that's one difference. And she also talked about this example, which I thought was really um, interesting um, about like, so let's say 
you know a, a you know a boy and a girl and they get an assignment and they you know they have to turn it in you know they they procrastinate but the boys will usually you know they might just like yeah you know watch spongebob play video games or something but the girl <laughs> instead and i did this all the time she you know freaks out and tries to make the perfect project overnight and then perfect uh she also said that perfectionism is another common behavior in adhd girls and that's something i've definitely struggled with too and then the girl will stay up till 1 a.m to finish the homework (laughs) and she hands in the assignment the next day but the teacher has no clue that it was done at the last minute so people you know are surprised too because they're like oh but you were like you always turned in things on time because or uh and you got good grades and and because uh I guess, you know, they're used, they think like if you have ADHD, you don't do it. Because, okay, my brother, he was diagnosed with ADHD, but he was di- diagnosed younger because he had, he was a more typical, loud, like running around and things like that. So he was diagnosed when he was younger. Mm-hmm. but And he also, but he was like not good at school. He was smart, but he wouldn't yeah. do the homework. Mm-hmm. So that was the difference. And he's, you know, definitely more extroverted uh, than me. But uh, yeah, like it's more just, I don't know, people who aren't in the entertainment industry who are like, oh, you can't be you can't be introverted. Like, how can you be on camera? And I'm just like, you know how many introverts are in the entertainment industry? Johnny Depp is an introvert. Heath Ledger was an introvert. Uh, like, uh, Michael Jackson was an introvert. Like, you know, we just turn it on. Like, we're performers. Mm-hmm. And But the difference, I, I kind of talked about this in one of my stand-up jokes, is like, the difference is like, after, you know, let's say we're doing stand-up comedy, the extroverted comedians, after the show, they're going to be like talking to everyone, like, yeah, what's up? Give me compliments, blah, blah. <laughs> but the introverted comedians, after the show, we're like, we're probably just going to leave. <laughs> like, we're, we don't, we're done. We used up all our energy. Yeah. We really want to stick around and talk to everyone. Um, so, so that's a difference. And I'm actually, uh, you know, I have some introvert comedian friends. So I have... A pl- like I'm planning an introvert comedy show on Zoom that I'm going to post on my YouTube channel. But that's like once I reach a certain milestone, I'm going to I'm going to do an introvert comedy show. So every all the comedians on the lineup are going to be introverts. So keep a lookout for that. Subscribe. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure there's a link in the uh, underneath in the show notes. I yes. couldn't remember the word. So check out that link if you're if you're interested. So and introverts can be performers and they mm-hmm. can be funny. That's because people sometimes think that you you have to be an extrovert to be funny. Sometimes introverts can think be funnier. So. Okay. Because sometimes we'll just come out of nowhere. Like we'll be quiet and all of a sudden we'll say one thing and people laugh. They're like, what? Because they'll be kind of random because <laughs> they're like, you were so quiet and all of a sudden you said one thing. So I kind of like that. It's kind of unexpected. Because introverts can pay attention. So we notice things. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So where can listeners find you if they want to learn more? Because you have so many things. What are your like primary places to be found? (laughs) Yes. Uh, So social media, um, Instagram, my main one is girl and her Sheba dog. So that's my main one with my doggy. If you want to see my son, he's so cute. Super cute. Uh, (laughs) um, And then if you want to kind of check out my funny you know comedy introvert com- uh, uh, content that's um anais lucia comedy um so those are kind of my two uh, main instagrams and then the podcasts uh we have muse cast that's about my favorite band muse so if you love muse from the uk check out muse cast on youtube and podcast and spotify <laughs> 
anywhere you can find the podcast. Uh, and then my, if you're into relationships, if you want to learn like how to be in a relationship, how do you, you know, stay in a relationship for a long time? Because that's something I've struggled with. It's like, how do you not get bored with someone? Like, I hate boredom. <laughs> so that was one of my questions. Like, how do you not get bored with someone and want to be with them forever? Uh, so I interview couples who have been together for quite a bit and it's so inspiring and I love talking to them. I learned from each couple. So if you want to be inspired and see beautiful couples who are in love, check out the How to Relationship podcast. You can search for it on YouTube, um, Spotify and other ones, Google Podcasts. So, How to Relationship Podcast. I think if you just search my name, because my name's in all of them. So, if you search Anait Lucia, my podcast will come up. Uh, and then my other podcast is called Quarantine Happy Hour, and that's a more random podcast. Uh, I need one that's not all structured and, you know. So, <laughs> this one is more just like I just have different guests on and we just talk about different topics, you know? So. Yeah, you'll never know what when we're, we're going to talk about. And I usually have a drink. It's called, you know, quarantine happy hour. That's kind of where I kind of let things go a little bit. Like, I'm stressed. <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> so there you go. That's the one I've listened the most to. And it was really fun. And then your comedy YouTube channel. Those, that's where I spent most of my time when I was preparing. And I watched your YouTube with um, the, like, you got all the sketches of your soulmate and you were comparing them. I think that might be one of your most popular videos, but it was, it like had me crack it up. So you guys should check it out. It's really good. Yes. That was, yeah. That's the, I think I watched, I watched like three or four and I watched the master Wu one. And then I watched the follow-up that was like four more soulmate sketches and she critiques them and she did a little bachelorette like which one would win it was so it was so funny (laughs) thank you go check that out oh yeah no thank you for putting it up I don't know I like I think we all need comedy now we all (laughs) the arts is what we need as a society in so many ways it's such a compliment when people say that I'm funny because like not only do I want to be funny but also because like I'm a woman and you know a lot of you know how they say women can't be funny um it's a lie it's It's a straight lie like it's it's one of the best compliments for me when people are like oh this made me laugh this is so funny I'm like thank you thank you so you're welcome it's true I really enjoyed it so I subscribed you guys should too all right well thank you so much for being with us I really appreciate your time I think uh people will find this really valuable so Thank you so much for having me. It was great talking about ADHD. We need to kind of educate people a little bit more and hopefully, you know, any woman or just, you know, anyone in general who thinks they have it, you you know, hopefully you can go get diagnosed with whatever you think you might have. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, we deserve that, that validation. Um, So, yeah, thank you so much. I had such a good time talking to Anais, and I'm so glad she agreed to be on the podcast. I think she had some really insightful things to say. I hope you all enjoyed it too. If you are interested, please hit the subscribe button and email me with what you think at neurodiverging.podcast at gmail.com. Also, please, 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 please go check out Anais's social media sites. Her stuff is great. She is on YouTube. She has two Instagram accounts, a comedy one and a main Instagram, a TikTok, and three different podcasts. All of her links are in the show notes right below. So please go check her out right now. And I also just want to give a very big thank you to my patrons, Zach, David, Teresa, Sarah, Anon, and Outstronaut. Thank you so much for supporting this episode of Neurodiverging. If you are not a patron yet, you still have time. Check out the perks 
and the options available to you at patreon.com slash neurodiverging. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you to Anna East for her time. And please remember, we are all in this together.